what we are going to study today is nothing but the Word of God. And it's all four Gospels put together and want us to see what Jesus went through for us and what happened that last week. And it's like I said, this is nothing but the Word of God, folks, and the slides to kind of go along with it as we go. So if you would, bow with me in prayer. And Father, we ask right now for your blessing upon each and every one of us as we open up your holy and divine word. Father, there's nothing more powerful than your word. It is alive and powerful and it's sharper than any two-edged sword and it pierces to the dividing asunder of our soul and the spirit and the joints and the marrow. It's a critic of our thoughts and intents of the heart. And Father, as we break your blessed word open, we pray that we, each one of us ask for the forgiveness of our sins as we see the magnitude of it took for our Lord to spill his blood and to die so that they could be forgiven and so that our spiritual minds can understand what we're about to receive, Father, your manna from heaven. We pray that your spirit will work among us this day in Jesus' name. Amen. The last week in the life of Jesus the Christ. When they approached Jerusalem and they came to Bethphage at the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two of his disciples saying to them, Go into the village opposite you and immediately you will find a donkey tied there and a colt with her. Untie them and bring them to me. And if anyone says anything to you, you shall say, The Lord has need of them, and immediately he will send them. And the disciples went and did. Jesus had asked him, and they found everything as it was, and they brought the donkey and the colt, and then they laid their colts upon them, and he sat upon the colts. And then most of the people spread their coats in the road and others were cutting branches from the trees and spreading them on the road and the crowds were going ahead of him and those who followed and they were all shouting, Hosanna to the Son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And when he entered Jerusalem, all the city was stirred up and they were saying, Who is this? And the crowds were saying that this is Jesus from Nazareth of Galilee. And then Jesus entered the temple and he drove out all of those who were buying and selling things in the temple. And he overturned the tables of the money changers and those who were selling the doves and the seats of them. And he said, it is written that my house shall be called a house of prayer, but you are turning it into a den of thieves. The blind and the lame then came to him in the temple and he healed them. But when the chief priests and the scribes saw the wonderful things that Jesus was doing and that the children were even shouting in the temple, Hosanna to the son of David, in their hearts they became indignant. And Jesus said, or they said to Jesus, do you hear what these children are saying? And Jesus said, yes. Have you never read that out of the mouth of infants and nursing babes you will prepare praise for yourself? And he left them and he went out of that city and went to Bethany and spent the night there. And while he was at the temple, he taught many things. And when he had finished saying all of those things, he said to his disciples, 
As you know, the Passover celebration begins in two days. And I, the Son of Man, will be betrayed and crucified. And at that same time that Jesus was telling them this, the leading priest and the other leaders were meeting together at the residence of Caiaphas, the high priest. And they were trying to discuss how that they might put him to death. But not during the Passover, they said, because if so, there would be a riot. Well, meanwhile, Jesus was in Bethany at the home of Simon, a man who had had leprosy and he had healed him. And during the supper, a woman came with an expensive, beautiful jar of perfume and poured it over his head. The disciples became indignant also when they saw this and they said, what a waste of money. She should have sold that and given it to the poor. And they began to scold her harshly. But at that point, Jesus stepped in and he said, Why are you berating her for such a good work that she is doing to me? You will always have the poor among you, but I will not be here with you much longer. She has done what she could to prepare my body and to anoint it for the burial ahead of time. And I assure you of this, that wherever the good news is preached throughout the world, this woman's deed will be talked about in her memory of what she did. And then Satan entered into Judas Iscariot, who was one of the twelve, and he went to the leading priests to arrange to betray Jesus to them. Ah, the leading priests, they were delighted when they heard why he had come, and they promised him a reward. And he asked them, well then, how much will you pay me if I should betray Jesus to you? They gave him 30 pieces of silver. And from that moment on, Judas sought when it would be that he could betray Jesus. And on the first day of the festival of unleavened bread, it's the day that the Passover lambs are sacrificed, the disciples came to Jesus and they said unto him, Where do you want us to go to prepare for the Passover supper. So Jesus sent Peter and John ahead into Jerusalem to make the arrangements, and he told them, As you go into the city, you will see a man carrying a pitcher of water. At the home where he enters, you go into that home and you say, My teacher says he at time has come. Where would you like for us to prepare the meal in your guest room? And they will take you up there for us. And he will take you to the upstairs room that is already set up. Go there and prepare our supper. They went ahead on into the city and they found everything just exactly like Jesus told them that it would be. Before the Passover celebration, Jesus knew that his hour had come. His hour had come to leave this world and to return to his father. And he decided that now was the time that he would show the extent of his love for his disciples. So, at supper time, when the devil had already enticed Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, to carry out his plan to betray Jesus, and Jesus knew that the Father had given him authority over everything, and that his time had come from God, and that he would return to God, he got up from the table, and he removed his robe, and he wrapped a towel around his waist and he poured a basin of water. And he began to wash the disciples' feet. And he wiped them with the towel and dried it off. 
And when he came to Simon Peter, Peter said, No, Lord, no, I don't want you to wash my feet. Jesus replied, You don't understand now why I am doing this, Peter, but you will. Peter said, No, you will never wash my feet. And Jesus replied to Peter, If I don't wash your feet, then you have nothing to do with me. And with that, Peter began to exclaim, Well, then wash my head and my hands as well, Lord. And Jesus said, You don't need all of that, Peter. A person who is bathed all over does not need to wash any more than for his feet to be entirely clean. And you are clean, but not all. That's not true of everyone here, for Jesus knew who it was that would betray him. And that's what he meant when he said, not all of you are clean. And after washing their feet, he again put his robe and he said, Do you understand what I was doing? You call me teacher and you call me Lord and rightly so for that I am. But I have given you an example to follow as Lord and teacher. I have washed your feet. You take my example and do likewise to each other as I have done for you. And when the hour had come for the meal, he reclined at the table and his apostles with him. And he said to them, I have earnestly desired to eat this Passover meal with you before I suffer. And I tell you that I will not eat of it again until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. And he took the cup and when he had given thanks, he said, take this and divide it amongst you. For I tell you that from now on, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And then he took the bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And likewise the cup, after he had eaten, he said, This is the cup that is poured out for you. It is my covenant of the new covenant in my blood. But behold, the hand of him who betrays me is with me at this table. For the Son of Man will go as it has been determined, but woe, woe unto that man by whom I am betrayed. Well, the disciples were greatly distressed, and one by one they began to ask him, I'm not the one, am I, Lord? I'm not the one, am I? Jesus then, as Judas turned to him also at last and said, I'm not the one either, am I? And Jesus looked at Judas and he said, you have well said. So one of the disciples, the one whom Jesus loved, was sitting next to him. And Simon Peter motioned to him and said, ask the Lord who it is. Ask him who would do this terrible thing. So leaning forward to Jesus, he said, Lord, who is it? And Jesus said, it is the one with whom I will give the bread dipped in the sauce. And when Jesus dipped the bread, he handed it over to Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot. And as soon as Judas had eaten the bread, Satan again entered into Judas, and Jesus told him, Hurry, go do it now. None of the others at the table knew what Jesus meant. Since Judas was the treasurer, some thought that Jesus was telling him to go to pay for the things of the meal or to give some money to the poor. And as soon as he left, Jesus said to them, The time has come for me, the Son of Man, to enter into my glory. And God will receive glory because of all that happens to me. 
And they began to argue again among themselves who would be the greatest in that coming kingdom. And Jesus told them, In this world, the kings and the princes and the great men, they order people around and yet they want to be called the friends of the people. But among you, that will not be so. But among you, those who are greatest should take on the lowest rank and be like a servant. Normally, the master sits at the head of the table and is served by those who serve him, but not so with you. You will serve the people. I am your servant. You have remained true to me in my time of trial. And just as my Father has granted unto me a kingdom, I now grant you to write, to eat, and to drink at my table in the kingdom. And you will sit on thrones and you will judge the twelve tribes of Israel. And then they sang a hymn and went out to go to the Mount of Olives. And they said, Tonight all of you will desert me. And Jesus told them, For the scriptures say God is going to strike the shepherd and the sheep will all scatter. And after I have been raised from the dead, I will go ahead of you though to Galilee and I will meet you there. And Peter declared, even if everyone else deserts you, Lord, I never will. And all the other disciples vowed the same. And Jesus replied to him and said, Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to have all of you to sift you like wheat. But I have pleaded for you in prayer, Simon, that your faith would not fail. And once you have repented and turned to me again, I ask you to strengthen and to build up your brothers And Peter said, Lord, I am ready to go to prison with you, and I am ready to die with you. And Jesus said, Peter, let me tell you something. The rooster will not crow tomorrow morning until you have denied me three times. Jesus then brought them out to an olive grove called Gethsemane. And he said, sit here while I go ahead to pray. And he took with him Peter and Zebedee's two sons, James and John, And he began to be filled with anguish and deep distress. And he told them, My soul is crushed with grief to the point of death. Stay here and watch with me and pray so that you will not be overcome by temptation. He went on a little further and he fell face down on the ground and he began to pray. And he said, My father, if it is possible, let this cup be taken away from me and this suffering Abba, Father, everything is possible for you, yet not my will but thine be done. And an angel from heaven appeared and strengthened him. And he began to pray more fervently and he was in such agony of spirit that his sweat fell to the ground like great drops of blood. And he returned to the disciples and he he found them asleep. And he looked at them, and they were exhausted, and he said, Peter, couldn't you stay awake with me just for an hour? Keep alert and pray, otherwise temptation is going to overpower you. The spirit of you is willing, but your body is weak. And again he left them, and he prayed, My father, if this cup cannot be taken away or cannot be performed in any other way, then take it away, but if not... Thy will be done. He returned again to the disciples. And again found them asleep. Because their eyes were droggy. And they couldn't think straight to know what to say. And he said. Are you still sleeping? Are you still resting? 
He went back and he returned a third time and he prayed. And as he came again, they were still droggy. And he goes, all right, up, the time has come. The time for I, the son of man, to be trayed into the hands of the sinners. Up, let's be going. My betrayer is here. And even as he said this, Judas, the betrayer, who knew of this place because Jesus had gone there many times with his disciples. The leading priest came with him. They had gave him a battalion of Roman soldiers in the temple guards to accompany Judas. And now with blazing torches and with lanterns and weapons, they arrived at the olive grove. And Jesus, now fully realizing that his hour had come, he stepped forward to meet them and he said, Whom are you looking for? And they said, Jesus of Nazareth. And he replied, I am he. And Judas was standing there with them. And when Jesus identified himself and said, I am he, they all fell to the ground. And again, he asked them, who are you searching for? And they again replied, Jesus of Nazareth. And again, he said, I am he. And since I am the one that you want, I ask you to let all of these others go. And he said that to fulfill his own words when he prayed to his father and said that I have not lost a one of those that you have given to me. And Judas had given them a prearranged signal and he said, you will know which one to arrest when I go over and I give him a kiss of greeting. Then you can take him away under guard. So Judas came straight to Jesus and he said, greetings, teacher. And he gave him a kiss. And Jesus said, Judas, how could you betray me with a kiss? My friend, go ahead and do what you have to come for. So then the others grabbed Jesus and they arrested him. And when the other disciples saw what was about to happen, they began to exclaim, Lord, should we fight? Hey, we have brought the swords with us. And Simon Peter drew his sword and he swung it and he slashed off the ear of Malchus, the high priest's servant. And Jesus said to Peter, don't resist anymore. Put your sword back in its sheath. Shall I not drink the cup that the Father has given me to drink? And he touched the place where the man's ear had been, and he healed it. And Jesus told him, those who use the sword will be killed by the sword. Don't you realize that right now I could ask of my Father for thousands and thousands of angels, and he would send them in an instant, and he would rescue us. But then if that happened, how would the scriptures be fulfilled that describe what must happen now? So Jesus turned to the crowd and said, Am I some dangerous criminal that you have come to me with all of this to arrest me with armed swords and spears and clubs? Why didn't you arrest me in the temple as I taught there every day? I was there teaching, but at this moment, ah, this moment is when the power of darkness reigns. This was all happening to fulfill the words of the prophet that was recorded in the scriptures. And at that point, all the disciples deserted him and ran away. And there was this young man who had been following from afar. He was clothed only in a linen nightshirt. And they went, the mob grabbed him and they tore off his clothes and he escaped running away from them naked. And the other people who had arrested Jesus, they led him first to Annas, the father of Caiaphas, the father-in-law of Caiaphas, the high priest that year. And Caiaphas was the one who had told all of the other leaders, 
It's better that one should die for all of us. And afterward at the home of Caiaphas, the high priest, where the teachers of the religious law and the other leaders had gathered, Peter was following far behind and eventually he came into the courtyard of the high priest's home and he went in and he sat with the guards and he was warming himself by the charcoal fire for it was a cold evening and he was waiting to see what would happen to Jesus. But the other disciple, the one who loved Jesus and was acquainted with the high priest, so he was allowed to enter the courtyard with Jesus. And Annas bound Jesus and he sent him to Caiaphas And there inside the leading priests and the entire council, they were trying to find witnesses who would lie about Jesus so that they could put him to death. But even though they found many who agreed to lie and to give a false witness, no testimony could they use. Finally, there was two men who came forward and said, we heard him teach in the temple that he was going to This temple that was built with hands would be destroyed in three days and then he would arise again and build a temple that was not made with hands. The high priest ordered Jesus to stand up and he said, Why aren't you going to answer these charges? What do you have to say for yourself? But our Lord remained silent in front of him. And then the high priest said, I demand in the name of the living God that you tell us whether you are the Messiah, the Son of God. And Jesus replied and said, I tell you, and if I would, you wouldn't believe me. And even if I asked you a question, you wouldn't be able to answer me. What I have been teaching is widely known, and I have preached regularly in the synagogues and the temple. I have been heard by people everywhere. I teach nothing in private or in secret that I do not teach to the public. And those who have heard me, they know what I said. About that time, one of the temple guards smacked Jesus in the face. He said, is that a way to answer the high priest? My Lord stood up and he said, if I said anything wrong, give evidence for it. Should you hit a man for telling the truth? And then they said to Jesus, Yes, Jesus said, it is as you say, and the time is coming when you will see the Son of Man sitting at God's right hand in the place of power, coming back again with the clouds of heaven. And the high priest began to rip his clothes, and he said, Blasphemy! Blasphemy! What need do we have with any of these false witnesses? You heard from the man's own mouth this blasphemy. What is your verdict? And the rest of the men said, Guilty! And he shouted, we, he must die. Then they spit in Jesus' face and they blindfolded him and they hit him with their fists and they slapped him and they said, prophesy to us now, Messiah. Who hit you that time? They jeered. Meanwhile, Peter was in the courtyard and one of the servants who worked for the high priest noticed that Peter was warming himself and she looked at him closely and She said, you were one of those with Jesus. And Peter said, no, I wasn't. And he denied it. I don't know what you're talking about. And just then, a rooster crowed. And later, out by the gate, another servant girl of the household of the high priest noticed him and said, this man was with Jesus in the olive grove. And again, Peter denied it. And this time with an oath. And he says, I don't even know the man. And a little while later... 
one of the bystanders came over to him and said, you are one of him. We can tell because you have an accent as a Galilean. And this time Peter said, I swear by God, I don't know the man. And immediately, the rooster crowed a second time. And just at that moment, the Lord turned and he looked at Peter. And suddenly, Jesus' words flashed through his mind. Where Jesus said that before the rooster crows twice, you will have denied me three times. Scripture says that Peter broke down and he cried bitterly. Now Jesus' trial before Caiaphas ended in the early hours of the morning and he was taken to the headquarters of the Roman governor. The leading priests and the other leaders and teachers of the religious law. The entire high council met to discuss how to persuade the Roman government to sentence Jesus to death. And they bound him and they took him to Pilate. They wouldn't go in themselves because it would defile them. You can crucify the Son of God for nothing, but you can't enter into the Roman temple because it would defile you. And then they wouldn't be allowed to celebrate this Passover feast. So Pilate, the governor, had to go out to them and said, What is your charge against this man? And they began at once to state the claims and the cause This man has been leading people to ruin. He's telling them not to pay taxes to the Roman government and claiming that he is a Messiah and a king. We would not have brought him here to you if this was not true and he was not a criminal. Then take him and judge him by your own laws, Pilate told him. No, they said, because only the Romans are allowed to execute a criminal. Well, this fulfilled the prediction of Jesus about the way that he was going to die. And then Pilate went back inside and he called for Jesus to be brought to him. And the Roman governor asked him, are you the king of the Jews? And Jesus replied, is that your own question or did others tell you about me? Am I a Jew? Pilate asked. Your own people and the leading priests have brought you to me. Why? What have you done? And Jesus answered and said, I'm not an earthly king. If I were, my followers would would have fought and when I was arrested. But my kingdom is not of this world. And Pilate replied, you are a king then? You say that I am a king and you are right, Jesus said. And I was born for that purpose. And I came to bring truth into the world. All who love the truth will recognize what I say and that it is the truth. What is truth? Pilate asked. And then Pilate turned to the leading priests and to the crowd and he said, I find nothing wrong with this man. Well, then the crowd became desperate. He is causing riots wherever he goes from Judea through Galilee to Jerusalem. Oh, is he a Galilean? Pilate asked. Because... Herod Antipas was over that, and Herod happened to be in town. So now Pilate sent Jesus over to Herod Antipas. And now Herod was delighted that now he had the opportunity to see Jesus. He had heard all about him, and he was hoping for a long time to see Jesus do a miracle. And he asked Jesus question after question, but he refused to answer any of them. 
And meanwhile, the leading priests and the teachers of the law stood there and they were shouting their accusations at what Jesus had done. And Herod and his soldiers began to mock and ridicule my Lord. They put a royal robe on him and they sent him back to Pilate. And Herod and Pilate, who had been enemies till this time, became friends that day. And Pilate called together the leading priests and the other leaders along with the people and he announced the verdict. You have brought this man to me accusing him of leading a revolt. And I have thoroughly examined him in this point. And in your presence I tell you that I find him innocent. Herod came to the same conclusion and he sent him back to us. Nothing that this man has done deserves a death penalty. And therefore I will have him flogged and I will release him. Pilate had Jesus flogged with a lead tip whip. The soldiers made a crown of long sharp thorns and they put it on his head. They put a royal robe upon him. And they shouted, Hail, King of the Jews. And they mocked him and they hit him with their fists. The crowds gathered before Pilate's house that morning and He asked them, which one do you want me to release to you? Barabbas or Jesus who is called the Messiah? For he knew very well that the leaders had arrested Jesus out of envy. And it was the governor's custom to release one criminal at the Passover celebration. Any one that they desired. And there was a notorious criminal in prison. A man named Barabbas who was convicted along with some others for murder. And a riot. Pilate went outside again and said to the people, I am going to bring him out to you now. But understand clearly that I find him not guilty. And Jesus came out wearing a crown of thorns and a robe. And Pilate said, Here is the man. And when they saw him, the leading priests and all the temple guards began shouting, saying, Crucify! Crucify! You must crucify him. And Pilate said, no, I found him not guilty. But the Jewish leaders reply, our law says that he should die because he called himself the son of God. And when Pilate heard this, he was more frightened than ever. And he took Jesus back to the headquarters and asked him again, where are you from? Jesus gave no answer. Pilate again demanded, why won't you talk to me? Don't you realize that I have the power either to crucify you or to set you free? And Jesus said, you have no power over me at all. Unless it was given to you from above. So the ones who brought me to you have the greater sin. Pilate tried to release him, but the Jewish leaders again told him, if you release this man, you are not a friend of Caesar. Anyone who declares himself a king is in a rebel against Caesar. And when they said this, Pilate brought Jesus out again and he sat down in his judgment seat there on the platform that is called the stone pavement. And just then as Pilate was sitting on a seat, a message came and was handed to him from his wife. And she said, leave that innocent man alone. I had a terrible nightmare about him last night. And it was now about noon of the Passover day of the preparation. And meanwhile the leading priests and the others were persuading the crowd to ask for Barabbas to be released. 
and for Jesus to be the one to be put to death. Pilate said to the people, Here is your king. And a mighty roar rose from the crowd and said, Kill him and release Barabbas to us. And the governor again said, Which of the two should I release to you? And the crowd shouted back, Barabbas. And Pilate argued again and said, I want to release Jesus, but if I release Barabbas, what should I do with the one that's called the Messiah, the King of the Jews? They all shouted again, Crucify Him! Crucify Him! And the third time he demanded, Why? What crime has He committed? And they yelled, Away with Him! Away with Him! And Pilate said, What? Crucify your King? We have no king but Caesar, they replied. And the crowd yelled louder and louder for the death of Jesus. And their voices prevailed. So Pilate, anxious to please the crowd and saw that he wasn't getting anywhere. And that a riot was developing. He sent for a bowl of water and he washed his hands before the crowd. And he said, I am innocent of the blood of this man. And the responsibility of his blood is for you. And all the people yelled back, We will take the responsibility for his death. They yelled, Us and our children. And on 70 AD, they did that when they were destroyed. That's my footnote. Pilate then released Barabbas to them. And he ordered Jesus again to be flogged with a lead-tipped whip. And he turned him over to the Roman soldiers to crucify him. And some of the gold the governor's soldiers took Jesus to the headquarters and they called in their entire battalion. And they stripped him. They put a scarlet robe on him. And they took the crown of thorns again and placed it on his head and they stuck in his right hand a scepter. And then they knelt before him, mocking him, and said, Hail, King of the Jews. And they spit on him. And then they grabbed the stick from his hand and they beat him about the head. (laughs) When they finally got tired of doing that, it says, they took the robe off and put his clothes back on and they took Jesus away, carrying the cross by himself. And when it became heavy, As they were going toward the place called Skull Hill, a man named Simon who was from Cyrene coming into the country just then, they forced him to continue carrying the cross of Jesus. Now Simon, he's the father of Alexander and Rufus, and the great crowds were trailing behind, including the grief-stricken women. Jesus turned and said to them, Daughters of Jerusalem, don't weep for me. Weep for yourself and for your children. Fortunate indeed, because the days are coming that it will be fortunate for the women who say that they are barren and that their wombs were bare and that their breasts did not provide nurse. And the people will beg for the mountains to fall on them and the hills to bury them. Because if this kind of thing is done when the tree is green, what's going to happen in a dry season? And they got to Golgotha and the soldiers tried to give him wine mixed with gall, but when he tasted it, he refused to drink of it. And after they had nailed him to the cross, they took his robe, but it was seamless. 
It was woven in one piece from the top to the bottom. And they said, let's not tear this. Let's throw dice to see who gets it. And that fulfilled the scripture that says, they divided my clothes among themselves and threw dice for my robe. And now it was nine o'clock in the morning when the crucifixion took place. And they sat around and they kept guard there as he hung. And Pilate posted a sign over him that read, This is Jesus of Nazareth, king of the Jews. Now the place where Jesus was crucified was near the city. And the sign was written in Hebrew and in Latin and in Greek so that everyone could read it. And when the leading priests then came and said to Pilate, change it from the king of the Jews to he said he's the king of the Jews. And Pilate said, what I have written, I have written, and it stands exactly as it is. And now there was two criminals who were crucified with him, their crosses on either side. And Jesus was on the center cross and he said, Father, forgive these people because they don't know what they are doing. And the people passing by began to shout abuse and they shook their heads mocking him and said, Ah, you said you could destroy the temple and build it again in three days. Well... If you are the Son of God, save yourself and come down from the cross. And the leading priests and the teachers of the law and the other ones also mocked him and said he saved others, but he can't even save himself. Is he really the King of Israel? Well, let him come down on the cross so that we can believe in him that he is. He trusted God? Well, then let God show his approval of him by delivering him. He said, I am the Son of God. And the criminals who were crucified him also shouted these insults. And one of the criminals hanging beside him scoffed and said, So, you're the Messiah? Prove it by saving yourself and us too. But the other criminal now began to protest. And he said, Don't you fear God even when you're dying? We deserve to die for our evil deeds, but this man is innocent. He doesn't deserve to die. And then he turned and said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus looked at him and replied, I assure you that today you will be with me in paradise. And at noon, darkness fell over the whole land until about three o'clock. And the light from the sun was gone and about three o'clock Jesus cried out with a loud voice, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani. Which means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And some of the bystanders misunderstood him and thought he was calling for Elijah to come and save him. And they ran and filled a sponge with sour wine. But the other one said, no, leave him alone. Let's see if Elijah is going to come and save him or not. And standing near the cross was the mother of Jesus and his mother's sister, the other Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. And when Jesus saw his mother standing there at the cross, he said, behold your son. And then he looked at the disciple whom he loved and he said, behold your mother. And from then on, that disciple took her into his own home.
Jesus knew that everything was now finished. And to fulfill the scriptures, he said, I am thirsty. A jar of sour wine was sitting there, so they soaked the sponge. They put it on a hyssop branch and they held it up to his lips. And when he tasted it, he said, it is finished. And then Jesus shouted out, Father, I entrust my spirit into your hands. And with those words, he breathed his last and he gave up his spirit. And at that very moment in the temple, the curtain was torn in two from the top to the bottom and the earth shook and rocks split apart and tombs were opened and bodies of godly men and women who had died were raised from the dead and upon the resurrection of Jesus, they left the cemetery and went to Jerusalem and appeared to many people. And the Roman officer and the other officers who were at the crucifixion, they were terrified by the earthquake and what happened, and they all said, Truly, this was the Son of God. And when the crowd that had came to see the crucifixion saw all that had happened, they went home in deep sorrow. And the Jewish leaders, they didn't want the victims hanging there the next day, which was their Sabbath day, and a very special Sabbath uh, bless their hearts, they, they wanted them off there today. So they asked Pilate that their legs be broken so that they could take them down. The soldiers came and they broke the legs of the two men who were crucified with Jesus. But they didn't break Je- the legs of Jesus. When they came to him, they saw that he was already dead. So they didn't break my Lord's legs. And that fulfilled the promise of the scriptures that not a bone of him would be broken. And this report is from an eyewitness who gives an accurate account so that you might believe in Jesus Christ. And as evening approached, there was a good and a righteous man named Joseph. He was a member of that Jewish high council. But he had agreed not with the decision and their actions of the leaders because he had been a secret disciple of Jesus it was secret because he feared the Jewish leaders and Joseph was from a town of Arimathea in Judea and he had been waiting for the kingdom of God to come and he went to Pilate and he asked for Jesus's body Pilate couldn't believe that Jesus was already dead and he called for a Roman military officer and he asked the officer in charge and the officer confirmed the fact So Pilate issued an order to have the body of Jesus released to Joseph. And Joseph had bought a long sheet of cloth. And Nicodemus, yeah, the one who had come to Jesus by night that time, he also came and he brought 75 pounds of embalming ointment made from aloe and myrrh. And they took the body of Jesus from the cross and together they wrapped his body in the long linen cloth with spices as is their custom. The place of the crucifixion was near a garden and because it was the day of preparation for the Passover and the tomb was close at hand, they laid Jesus there in Joseph's own new tomb which had been carved out of the rock and they rolled a great stone against the door of the tomb and Mary Magdalene was there and the other Mary and then... All of them departed. 
And as the worship team returns then. This is where you and I will leave our Lord as well. Just as they did. On that day. Mary the mother. Mary Magdalene. Mary the other. Joseph. Nicodemus. John. Peter. They all had to leave and wonder what was going to happen. Everything that we just read is an accurate, though only a partial account of what took place on those last few days of my Lord's life. As you go home today, I ask that you meditate upon this just as they had to do while they waited for that great and glorious day of His resurrection that we will celebrate next week. Reflect upon these things. And I would pray that you will return next Lord's Day. And that you'll bring someone with you. To see the marvelous victory that we have. Because of what he did. Let's pray. Father, may we be challenged today with what we have read. There is nothing in this world more powerful than your word. And that's what we have proclaimed to you today. In Jesus' name, amen.